Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Neo Win Podcast. I don't remember what number it is. Uh, I, I'm Rich Woods. What is it? 18? I, I think it's 18. Awesome. I'm Rich Woods. And I'm Jean Karashkaida. All right. And what are we going to talk about today? So this week, I decided that we could talk about video games because I, if you've been following Neo Win, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we started this thing called the Constant Wars where we created a, a big old tournament with, I think that there's eight brackets and pretty much every console you can think of, and they're just pitting them against each other in, in a tournament. So I thought we could talk about our own favorites while everyone is voting for theirs. We should actually be updating, moving on to the next round this weekend. Maybe we can even... Oh, are we talk. doing that this weekend? Awesome. Yeah. Uh, we can even maybe talk about the results we have so far. I don't know, but I want to know who's winning. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. Uh, let's bring that up. Um, and yeah, let's. Well, what is about... your favorite console? Well, that's. I mean, right now it's the Switch, but I, I'm a. I'm a, a bit. All uh... time is it? Well, is, is that all time? I'm not asking about right now. Yeah, and the thing is, uh, I'm very easily influenced by like the my most recent memories. Like the nah. thing I remember the most is the is what's gonna be my favorite most of the time. Okay. And also, all of my experiences, most of my experiences in gaming are recent, so it's never gonna go very far back as far as what I really like. Well, some but of these results are kind of fun. Some are. Are, are these polls closed? I, just... I don't. I don't know if you can even close them. I don't think you can oh. technically close the poll. The the first one. The the first one. Um, which just says, "What's your favorite out of these?" Uh, that's Xbox 360, like by a mile. Uh, yeah. Magnavox Odyssey got 0.2 percent, which is interesting. Who voted uh, for that? I don't know. I, I need. I to... don't know. <laughs> but uh, third gen versus sixth gen, it's a uh, PS2 by a lot. Then you got Xbox. Uh, then you got NES. Uh, I'm surprised NES didn't do better, but fourth gen versus fifth gen is PlayStation at 26.3% and then N64 at 25.5%. It, it surprised me a lot that the that, that the Nintendo 64 is ahead of the Super Nintendo because not only did the 64 sell... I'm going to tell you a story in a little bit. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you a little oh, story, but let me oh, just finish re reading the, the results. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Uh, eighth gen versus fifth gen handhelds. Is Xbox One, 35%, then Switch, 27.2%, then PS4, 24.6%. That probably has something to do with who our readers are. Se Second Nomad yeah. had 0%. Uh, <laughs> Wonderswan, <laughs> is something I've never heard of, is 0.8%. Um, fourth gen versus eighth gen is Game Boy, 37.2%, then 3DS, 36.1%. That's pretty cool. Sixth gen versus seventh gen hand handheld. DS 37.6%, Game Boy Advance 30.9%. So, um, you know, I, I was talking to a friend the other day, right? And um, we were talking about the NES, right? Wait, how old are you? Okay, I'm 25. This is going to be an interesting discussion. I okay, was going to yeah. ask you the same thing because <laughs> we're from very different eras here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> listen, go <laughs> yourself. <all right>? <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, not that different. Yeah, guy, I, I'm, th I'm, I'm, no, 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 because that's exactly where this story is going. Um, so, so I was, I was out with a group of friends. We were eating dinner. We were talking about the NES, and and um, you know, me and me and a, a, a good friend of mine back when I was in high school, 
we used to cut school after four. There's nine periods in a day. We used to leave after fourth period. Oh. Um, he had a car. There was a security guard at the gate. We would roll up all the windows for aerodynamics, of course. Um, and then we'd pull up to the security guard, act like we were pulling out a pass that we were allowed to leave, and then he would hit the gas. So anyway, <laughs> then we would go back to his house, and for the rest of the day, uh, we would play Ken Griffey Jr. Presents Major League Baseball on Super Nintendo. You know, um, So that's why Super Nintendo is probably going to be my favorite. But we're talking about NES, and this other guy that was at the table kept calling it NES, right? Right. And... Um, so have have you ever heard it called NES? No. Whenever I see it in English, people spell out the, the acronym. Okay, NES. yeah, as yeah. it should. And, he, and <laughs> I, 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 I said, why do you call it NES? He goes, everybody calls it NES. No. And I'm like, what, what do you mean everybody calls it NES? Like, I've never, he goes, well, my generation. <laughs> I was going to kill him. And, and I, I asked him, I said, I said, how old are you? He goes, he goes, he goes, he goes I'm 24. So, so, so this guy, by the way, he actually has an NES. He plays it. Right. But anyway, um, where, where, what I was getting back to also um, with how N64 won, because I started asking, like, what do you call SNES? You call it SNES? And he, he said, no, we don't play SNES. I'm oh, like, what do you think no. you don't play SNES? He goes, oh, he goes no. Why would you? He, goes, he goes, when it comes to retro gaming, it's, it's either NES or N64. What? The SNES and, is like the, the golden age of 2D I, games. <laughs> I, I agree. But, but it's, I, I, I think it's something... Um, so there's there's something there to where it's just like like it's either all the way retro or kind of retro. You know you know what I mean? Retro and very right. retro. So like 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 SNES kind of falls in this middle spot where this particular generation right now kind of ignores it. So that that like like but that's why um that 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 result just kind of reminded me of that conversation from the other day. Oh uh, yeah. I guess. I, I think it's really weird still. I, I'm thinking more so in terms of sales numbers because not only did the SNES sell more in absolute numbers than the Nintendo 64, but in, in percentage relative to their generation, the SNES won that generation and the Nintendo 64 was a distant second in its generation. It's like SNES, it's so SNES won, won the generation against uh... the Sega Genesis. Yeah. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, it was about forty nine million to thirty two, I believe. So, really, because that was a thing. Like, but when I was in, um, now SNES was already dated by the time we were cutting school and playing it. So, so when I <laughs> when I was younger, um, that was a that was a, like a big debate. Probably probably in like middle school or something. Um, that was the big debate: Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis. And like like Sega Genesis had more games, um, and. Well, the, I, I, I was always a Super Nintendo fan just because, it, like, it, it was the superior console. Like, it, it was just technologically uh -huh. superior to to Sega Genesis in every yeah, way. But, um, but Sega Genesis had more games, and I, I feel like uh, I, I was in the minority on that. But of course, that's completely anecdotal. Yeah, yeah. it's we always have different perspectives when it's so local, like right. when it's yeah. just local for friends, right? Yeah. But, but yeah, uh, that is a bit before my time, so I don't know exactly how that fight went down. I I know Nintendo sold more, but <laughs> what was your first gaming console? Yeah, I was I was actually going to ask you the same thing. Just I think that's a good starting point for me. The first thing I remember owning is the Nintendo sixty four. Okay. Uh, 
it was my brothers because I was too young. The the Nintendo sixty four came out in ninety six. I was born in ninety five. So by the time we bought it, I was still super young. And but yeah, that was the first one we had, and I had Super Mario sixty four on it. Uh, I had this game called Hexen, which is a game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon Stadium and GoldenEye 007, which is a fantastic a game. By yeah, the way. that is. I never. I've, a, I've actually never played it. It's so good. Like. Yeah, I know. I I still prefer it to most modern first-person shooters. I think. I really? don't know. There's something about it. like the controls are really weird back in the day, but in terms of the game itself, there's something about it that's so good. And they yeah. remade it in 2011, I think, for the Wii and the DS. It's just not the same. For me, it's not the same, at least. Uh, that was such a good game. But yeah, that was my first console. And yours? It was the NES. Or NES, oh, yes. as the kids call it. <laughs> no. um, yeah, so, so it was the NES. I had some friends that had um, that had an Atari 2600, but I, I never did. Um, not that, I mean, not, not, you know, I don't think I, w- I would have gotten into that as much. It's just it's, the games are a lot more simple. I mean, maybe at the time, but I don't think I would have that kind of fond memories for it. Um, it's the same, like, like, like NES is always kind of an interesting generation because it's like, you have those, those more, uh, basic style games where like, like something like Donkey Kong, where it's just like everything that's happening is on one screen, right? you know? Um, and then, and then like, like later on in the generation, you have, you have more, more complicated stuff as more developers are taking advantage of, of the platform, you know? Um. I can I can tell you. Um, oh, also, I had I had um, I had a Game Boy, of course. Everybody had a Game Boy. Um, I didn't have a portable console until I got my DS in high yeah. school. <laughs> Listen, in the eighties, everyone had a Game Boy. Okay. <laughs> um, and it, it was it was the original Game Boy, which I'm, mm. as as you know, like the big brick. Um, and yeah. then they came out with Game Boy Color, and uh, what what's the smaller one called? That's the same, like Game Boy Slim or something. Oh. Pocket. There was the pocket. Gateway pocket. Okay, yeah, it, like because it was the same product, but it took it took four AA batteries. Um, you know, I had the cartridge. I, I had the Game Link cable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, um, and we'd play Tetris on it, <laughs> uh, because that was the only game that everybody had, because Tetris came with <laughs> came with the Game Boy. You know, because because it, it, that's the thing. Like, if you wanted to play multiplayer on the Game Boy, both people had to own the game. So, yeah. <laughs> so the only game that everybody owned was Tetris because that came with it, and so like multiplayer Tetris was awesome, you know. Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun <laughs> those days. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't own consoles for a long time, but yeah. I know Tetris was like the one of the big reasons the Game Boy sold so well because Nintendo actually had an exclusivity deal on Tetris for consoles. So it was, only, it was only on the Game Boy and then yes. So that was that was wow. the the big selling points for them. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was and yeah, and and it came with the Game Boy and everybody loved it. It was it was great. Uh, after after Game Boy, I had uh, I had that that was Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis time. I had both, of course, like any mm. good uh, <laughs> young young video game player. Um, although I, I was not into the Sega Genesis at all, even though I had one. Um, you know, I was really only playing like Sonic the Hedgehog and games like that. I was I was, I was playing a lot more Super Nintendo games. Um, I was really into Star Fox when that came out. Oh, um, I I never got much into. I have the 3DS. Game. Yeah, 
But when I... it but you don't understand when it came out on Super Nintendo, it was a big deal because it was like a technologically advanced game right. compared to what else it could do at the time. You know, um, like the like the, the kind of 3D graphics it was using on the Super Nintendo, it was it was like groundbreaking. You know. Yeah, so. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, the first that SNES game had like a, a special, yeah, it had a special chip inside the cartridge, I think. They call yes, the super, uh, super, chip. F, super FX chip, yeah. Yeah, so that's why it was so incredible. I've never actually researched what the Super FX chip is. It's got something to do with 3D, but I don't know. Much. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know. I mean, I mean, now that now that I've grown up and I understand how like computers and stuff work, I I, I could, I would be able to look at something like that and say like, okay, is it like a graphics processing unit? Like, do they do they add GPU power into the cartridge and make that work somehow? Like, I don't know. I I, ne I never looked into this, and one day I will. Probably after the show's over. <laughs> the the introduction on Wikipedia says the Super FX is a co-processor on the graphics support unit added to select SNES video game cartridges. Yeah, there you go. That's all it says. Basically, what it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's a. So, it was in Star Fox. I think oh, there it was in the Super FX two chip in Super Mario World two Yoshi's Island. Yeah, I, weird. So, War, Super Mario World Two, really? Why would that need that? <laughs> I, huh? I never played. I never played Super Mario World Two, so I don't know why that would need the, the enhanced graphics. But Doom makes sense, though. Yeah, I'm seeing Doom. That makes sense. And there was gonna be Star Fox Two, which never yeah. released until the SNES Classic. I don't know if you, did you buy that those Classic editions? Of course, I bought them. <laughs> I bought them. Um, yeah, you know, you know, like, like talking about about just retro gaming, like like this. I, this is something that Nintendo has not capitalized on nearly as much as they should have. Um, and you know, like 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 I, after after you know after I had an SNES and Sega Genesis, I think that was PlayStation time. I was all in on the original PlayStation. Um, and then I didn't own anything for for a while. I didn't have a PS2, but I, but the next thing I, I actually had was a Wii, and one of my favorite things on it, other than Wii Sports was the virtual console where you could and not, like I would buy up all of these <laughs> these old NES SNES uh Sega Genesis uh TurboGrafx 16 Neo Geo like the, the the virtual it was wild and they just sold this stuff and people people would buy it and it's like they they don't have that for the Switch now um now they now they have the Nintendo online stuff where like like and like the just the the selection is so narrow of of what they offer here it's it bums me out and like I I really thought that the SNES Classic and the NES Classic rather than offering thirty uh, the NES is thirty games is the SNES Classic also thirty games yeah. I thought it was twenty but I'm not it could be thirty. Whatever it is, they should have sold it without games. They, they, they like, they, like they should have just put a, put a hard drive in there and let you let you buy and download games from a from a virtual store. That would have been smart. I think I think they probably just wanted it to be a simple sort of plug and play system in that case. Well, then they and... also should have let you add on games by paying extra. <laughs> you know, yeah, probably. Like it, it's really annoying that that um. I still have a Super Nintendo, by the way. Oh, um, that's cool. Uh, yeah, it's around. So it's not plugged into anything, but I, I do still have one, and it works. But um, it, it's really annoying that, like that that game, Ken Griffey Jr. presents Major League Baseball, 
Like that's the best, right? <laughs> but but it's not on the the Nintendo Online stuff on the Switch. Um, it's not on the SNES Classic. So like, there's no modern way to play that. I I would have to plug in my my SNES, you know, and and it's like I like I would pay for this stuff, right? Uh, I love Nintendo, but I I do think, and I actually plan to write a bit about this uh, in a in a in an article, maybe for the anniversary of the Switch. But they've they've been so terrible at leveraging their legacy. They they have the biggest legacy of any of the console brands right now. They they've been around the longest. They have the most iconic games from all the way back. Yeah. They could do so much with that, and they just have never been good at it. At it. Aside, the Wii started the virtual console, and that was really good, from what I understand. I I really wasn't paying attention to games that much. It was very time. good. Yes. But it was it was it got a lot of praise, and they they, they continued it on the 3DS. But there weren't as many platforms, and the ones that were were basically the same games you could already play on the Wii, and even then, not all of them were on the 3DS. So it's like they keep feeding us the same things over and over again that you have to pay for again, right? Because you right. don't keep them when you move from console to console. I I understand <laughs> that that um at at, at yeah, gaming licensing is is a it's weird not, thing, you know, and, and and especially, but but we're 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 also talking about a lot of first party titles here, also, so that that shouldn't be an issue. So, yeah, yeah I, I wish they did more, but they're just they don't seem interested. So, yeah. that, like 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 they have to know that they could leverage this stuff if they wanted to. I would assume so. I don't. I don't know if they just think they need to find the right way to value their games because they really don't like underselling their things. They really like making as much money as possible from their things, no matter how, how old they are. Yeah. So I think they they try to be very careful with not giving too much, which is annoying for a lot of people, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, the licensing issues I can get and. I think what they could do is have the subscription service they have right now for their first-party games and then keep the virtual console thing around for third parties to release on their own terms. Are there no third-party games on the on the, on the, there on are the Switch some. stuff? There are, right? There are some, yeah. But yeah, I guess okay. you know they have to negotiate the licensing for a subscription service, which is probably yeah. from selling one at a time, you know. Oh. And it, how hard could it be to negotiate licensing on this <laughs> stuff? Like, look, you're not selling any of this anyway, okay? Right. So why don't That's you let us do this, and we'll give you a couple pennies every time someone someone plays it, and you'll make money off this thing that's literally just sitting in an archive somewhere. Right. Yeah. It probably <laughs> could. I'm I'm trying to justify them, but I don't know if it really makes any sense. They they could do so much more, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And. People were really expecting them to add more a new console in 2020 because they started the NES and they had the SNES in 2019. So they thought 2020 would bring something new, but it it didn't. I I, I don't I, I yeah you know I, I just wish that they expanded what they offer. Uh, um, they, I don't need a new console so much. Although like I do remember on the Wii there was a huge selection of consoles to buy games from because there was NES, SNES, um, N64. That was from their own stuff. And then they had they had Sega Genesis, they had Turbo Turbo Graphics 16, they had Neo Geo, um, they might have even had more than that. But but that's a, that's a lot of of choice, right there. Right. But not anymore. 
you know it's yeah it's, i don't know why why did why they don't do that anymore i feel like uh, some companies probably also caught on to the that retro boom and now they're just distributing things yeah. in their own packages there's neo geo arc there's i think there's some neo geo stuff sega has their sega classics line that i think does similar things right so they, they probably each every company wants to make as much money as possible and, i'll and tell you something uh, play, playing retro games on like like a modern console is not so much fun. Um, or like um, I I mean I I was playing NHL '94 the other day on the Xbox <laughs> Series X, and um, there's something about like using it using you know a brand new Xbox controller to play this thing that I used to play on Sega Genesis or Super Nintendo, and it just doesn't feel right. I have to agree. That's something that I didn't really understand until I got my Game Boy Advance that I told you a while back. Yeah. When I played so- the the Sonic game I bought for it, on the ge- it feels different to play it on the other it was made for it. It's there's something about it that's just makes more sense. Yeah. Well, that by the way, that was the thing I loved about the NES Classic, was that it actually came with. You know, a, a remake, obviously, with modern technology, but of, of the original controller. And right. that, that was huge because, like, like I played these games, like I said, on the Wii. Um, I played these games on computers through emulators. But but being able to use that original controller made all the difference because, um, like, I, I don't know if you remember with the Wii, they had, like, obviously you had the Wiimotes and then you had um, a controller that plugged into that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and it was just like, like it was a fairly generic des- design for a controller that's that's meant to be able to play games from like you know the six different consoles that it's that it's offering and right. and anything else. So so um, you know it, it was fun to play those old games, but it didn't have that same feel. So like that that was the, probably the best part of the NES Classic for me. Yeah, and if. I don't know if they did that for the NES Classic, but the SNES Classic, the the controller port they use for the the controllers on the SNES Classic, is the same port that you used to plug into the Wii remote. So yep. if you wanted to, you could use them on the Wii Virtual Console. Yeah. So that's be a pretty interesting yeah. idea. And yeah. also, I have the NES controllers for the Switch that they made for NES Online. They have these wireless ones. I actually bought them recently. They were half half price for a while so 30 bucks for two controllers so i i have them back there i'm just not gonna get up right now ah, but yeah but <laughs> they're there yeah yeah um so it's pretty cool so, so I, now I was, tell me i was i was a big playstation guy in in in, in that that first gen right right yeah uh, that was super cool um and then i like i said i didn't have anything for a while then i got a wii um, just because I think my girlfriend at the time had a Wii and brought it to my apartment and we just played it. But um, I, I definitely didn't buy it. I had it, but I definitely <laughs> didn't buy it. You know? <laughs> um, and then uh, um, I, didn't, I, like, I didn't play any, any modern games for a while. And the thing that got me back into it was uh, when I had the Surface RT, the Microsoft Surface RT, right? right yeah. You know, tablet. Failed, failed Windows RT operating system. <laughs> but when, when I was looking for stuff for this, they had a game on, on the Microsoft Store called Halo Spartan Assault, right? So this was a Halo game, and it was actually a lot of fun. It was a top-down top down shooter. It, was, it wasn't I, a super hard game or anything. I think I tried that game once. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, it, I mean, considering how 
little app support there was for the Surface RT. I'm like, I'm going to check this out. It's five ninety nine or whatever. And um, I'm going to play. I'm like, this is a lot of fun. I'm like, this is a, this is a lot of fun. I'm like, I want to play more Halo. So <laughs> that's when I went out and I bought uh, uh, an Xbox 360. I think Xbox One was out at the time, but I, I didn't want to invest in it because I really wasn't into games at that point at all. Okay. Yeah, so so I went and I got an Xbox 360, and I think I bought uh, Halo 3 and 4 uh, with it. or One of them might have been included in the bundle. Didn't last long, because not too long after that, Microsoft ha- the Microsoft Store had a deal where you could trade in your Xbox 360 um, and get some ridiculous discount on the Xbox One. So there I was. I got the Xbox One. I got uh, Halo, the Master Chief Collection, and... Um, that pretty much brings us to today because <laughs> like like that then I became an Xbox guy um you know Xbox Series X today but uh yeah so that's how you really got into games right hey are, are you okay over there is someone like uh, at, staring no, through your window at you or something <laughs> I was I'm hearing a, a van outside and uh, I'm waiting for a package so I was trying to check if it, that was what I'm waiting for uh, but I guess not you waiting it's for anything a fun? game I'm, uh, it's actually a game. Uh, Super Mario yeah. 3D World plus Bowser's Fury comes out today on the Switch. Super Mario so, World the what now? <laughs> Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. So oh. that's a, not a port of a Wii, a port, yeah, port of a Wii U game plus Bowser's Fury, which is a new mode. It's pretty cool. I'm pretty excited. I never, I never owned a Wii U, so. I never did either. No one did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what the heck's a Wii U? I have no idea. No one did. I actually <laughs> have a friend who has a Wii U, and he refuses to buy his, to buy a Switch because he's sad that the Wii U died so quickly. <laughs> it looks cool too. Like, like when, when I when I eventually found out what it was, and and it it looked really cool. Like as as a successor to the Wii, it's just it was terrible branding. Yeah, it's... the branding was bad. The marketing was bad. Yeah, and a lot of things were bad with with Nintendo's approach. And yeah, they just didn't make it clear that that it wasn't an accessory for the Wii. A lot of people thought it I was. I thought it was an accessory for the Wii. <laughs> and then by yeah. the by the time I found out that it wasn't, it was it was far too late. Yeah, it yeah. they didn't really it really didn't help because they had the Wii, and then a lot of the games on the Wii were based on Wii plus Award. There's so many games. So now we have this thing called the Wii U. Is is it a game? Is it a an accessory because they relied on the Wii branding for so many things at the time, it just got very confusing. Um, but yeah, and that's just what I'm waiting for. I don't know if oh. it'll go well. <laughs> We're bad at it. We're almost out of time. What else you got going on? You got an S21. I did get an S21. Um, it's it's pretty exciting. But so the, the, I, I realize the, you're holding up to the camera. Just keep in mind that no one listening to this is gonna be is gonna see uh, that. <laughs> it's just, I'm talking to you when it's like easier to, right, to right, understand right. to being engrossed in the conversation, I guess. But yeah, I did get an S21. They sent me the white version, which looks nice. I really wish they sent me the purple one with the, the golden frame. I think that the contrast on of those yeah, colors looks really nice. But this is still fine. And yeah, I, I I I recorded my hands on video already. It's going live today, uh, nice. maybe yesterday. Yeah, but, and when <laughs> you're listening it, to it, this, yeah, no, the, the right answer is it's live now. <laughs> but by the time that oh, anybody yeah. hears this, exactly. it's live now, guys. Yeah, um, yeah. 
And um, like I said in that video, I'm excited. For, I think it's exciting because it's $200 less than the S20 was last year. And I think it's really good yeah, that all these handsets are, are a lot, a lot cheaper than they were last year, which is cool because they really jacked up the price last year. And yeah, they've been going up every year, and now they finally. I think they they really learned with the the S twenty FE that they released at the end of the year that I also reviewed. We must. That was six, huh? Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, because that was six ninety nine, and it still had a Snapdragon eight sixty five, six gigabytes of RAM. It's still pretty much a flagship phone. It had the one hundred twenty hertz refresh rate and everything. And I assume that that's, that probably sold really well, and they realized that if we make the flagship phone slightly less expensive with this, the right sacrifices. It might have to do with the chipset as well, though. Just just because, like, do you remember last year a big a big deal was just that the Snapdragon eight sixty five did not have an integrated five G modem. So, um, you know that that separate part and and including millimeter wave, all that stuff pushed up the price. Um, and that's what that's what people said and. and Everybody kind of said, like, don't worry, prices are going to go down next year when we have the integrated 5G modem and all that. And I'm like, does that really work that way? Usually prices go up and then they yeah. just kind of stay that way, even if costs go down. And like, so it's, I, I'm hoping to see more lower prices this year. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's hope other people follow, or other companies follow the trend. But I'm really happy Samsung did this. I think they made a lot of smart decisions with the, with yeah, the where design looks nice. costs. Yeah, yeah, and the design is awesome. I, I really like what they did. Yeah. I'm still having fun with the uh, the MacBook Pro, the, the M1 Apple. MacBook Pro. Yeah. Oh, how's that been going with compatibility? I know you had some issues with video editing because it doesn't. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but that that's the thing, right? So, so um, like with Adobe CC, they have beta apps that support the M1. Um, so. That that those beta apps don't support some file formats like MP3, which is weird. So so I did have to convert an audio file to a WAV format so I could do that. Um, but that that wasn't terrible once they sorted out why why that didn't work. Um, but also you you can go and install the Intel apps and run it under Rosetta. So like like I could have went and installed the Intel version of Premiere Pro and Media Encoder and and I would, it would be back to normal. I didn't. I didn't have to because I, I just I just converted it to a WAV file. But um, I, I installed Windows 10 last night, uh, so that that was fun. On on the Mac? Yes, and through Parallels. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So um, you know the Windows Insider program makes the um, the uh, VHDX file available. Right. So yeah. like you do have to use um, an Insider build because uh, that's all there's images for right now until they finally push an actual update. If, if Windows 10X hadn't been delayed to the spring, there would have been a major update in the spring for Windows 10. And then th this all would have, would have been uh, RTM. But anyway, that didn't happen. So um, it's really interesting. Like you could run Windows 10 in, in parallels, but it's, it's not good um, because... Um, the chipset, the M1 chipset, does not support ARM32 apps. Um, which, by the way, it makes total sense. I mean, I mean, you know, iOS hasn't supported 32-bit apps in years. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, so like, there are no 32-bit ARM apps in the Apple ecosystem. There is in Windows, though, <laughs> and it's pretty much all of the inbox apps. 
Oh, there's still 32-bit? Oh, oh, that's weird. Yeah. Microsoft <laughs> Store. Um, photos. You know, all of that stuff. So, like, like it, it's it's really cool. There's some integration between Parallels and, and the Mac. So, like, um, all of my, my files that were on the desktop just showed up on the desktop in Windows. So, so that, like, you could, you could access the, the Mac file system from Windows and all that stuff. Then I double-click on, on an image to open it, and then it says app can't open because you can't open the Photos app. You, oh, no. You can't <laughs> open the Microsoft Store. You know, um, ob- obviously, um, they never promised. No one ever promised Windows would run. Right, um, yeah. You know, when they, when, when they introduced Apple Silicon Max and they talked about operating systems running through virtualization, they promised it would work for Linux. They did not, they did not promise anything <laughs> about Windows. Um, although I, I think it'll get there. Um, all Microsoft has to do is kind of want to. Like, uh, from what I can tell, they should be able to push ARM64 versions of all of these apps. There's no reason this doesn't happen. There is no ARM32 hardware in the Windows ecosystem at all. So there's no reason to keep the 32-bit apps around. And compiling them for 64-bit should be as simple as clicking the box the next time they they compile the oh, app. Yeah. You know. So I don't know why it hasn't been done already. Um, maybe it's just because they've never had an actual reason to. So now maybe they have a reason to. Yeah, maybe. I, I was yeah. thinking maybe they're still delivering updates for Windows 10 Mobile on this on the Microsoft, but I don't even know if you can still get app updates. I think oh. you could still get app updates, but I, I mean the operating systems are not supported by Microsoft anymore, Windows 10 Mobile. So like that really that shouldn't be an issue either. Um, and honestly, if people want to run Windows 10 on Mac OS. Um, I think I really think that should be priority over people clinging to Windows Phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, as as small as the market share is for macOS, it's definitely not as small as Windows Phone. Yeah, and it, well, <laughs> Windows Phone is all is small, and it's also unsupported. Keep in mind, you know. Yeah. So, all right, we got to wrap this up. We're out of time. So, um, anything else you want to add? Where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me on Twitter with uh. The handle Indospot, that's I-N-D-O-S-B-O-T. All right. <laughs> Rich, I'm at the Rich Woods. And I uh, think, but I think one day I should explain where that handle comes from because <laughs> I keep spelling it out and it's just it's a, such a weird origin for it. Go for but, it. Tell, tell, tell us where it comes from. So, the, okay. If you got nothing else to do. So it's, it's a really, I've used this username since like fifth grade. And I, I came up with it for a very yeah. weird reason. So uh, if, if it's not clear from my speaking, I'm not a native English speaker. I'm from Portugal. No so, way. <laughs> so when I was in fifth grade, I was just starting to learn English. Um, and one of the things that we start to, uh, we start to realize when you're learning English as a Portuguese speaker is, is that adjectives are and nouns are usually used in the opposite order. So if you say red car in English, in Portuguese, the translation is the other way around. You say you would say car red. Oh. So uh, I was I, I saw this commercial that is so weird. Uh, I saw this commercial for something that was, I, I guess, like a convention or something that was happening. And it was for what they called in Portuguese, spot industrial which weirdly enough is the exact same words in English. So I, I, 
uh, so you just switch it around in industrial spot. I guess that's what, what you would say. Oh. And I, I was thinking about that for some reason. I had that commercial on my head and I was just playing around with the idea of switching adjectives and nouns. Uh, and then I just cut off part of part of the words and I just came up with Indu spot, but the, the U sounded very harsh, so I changed it to an O. And that's how nice. I got Indu spot. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> the, All right, let's wrap it up. The logic of a 10-year-old <laughs> creating usernames. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Anything else? That's it, right? Yeah, that's it. All right. See you guys in a couple weeks. All right. See you, everyone. Thanks for listening.